0: Hello and welcome to the Supercast. I'm your host, Superintendent Anthony Godfrey. He's going to make it big in Hollywood, working with the best of the best in animation and film. On this episode of the Supercast, meet Ethan Jones, a former student who talks about his time at the Jordan Academy for Technology and Careers, JATC, North Campus. It's a place where Ethan found the confidence to pursue his dream of heading to Hollywood to work in animation and film we will also meet a JATC North teacher whom Ethan credits with setting him on the path to career success. We're talking now with Ethan Jones, a former student of the Jordan Academy for Technology and Careers. Ethan, thank you very much for talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're joining us via Zoom from where? Los Angeles. And tell me about uh, the career that you have now as a result of uh, a lot of factors in your life, one of which includes uh, your experience at JATC.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I started uh, my creative pursuits at JATC doing the digital media um, program. And uh, during that time, I got to do a tour of Nomen, which is the college I just barely graduated from. there uh, at JTC, I kind of was exposed to 3D animation and that kind of uh, kickstarted my um, aspirations for the discipline. Um, back then I wanted to be a, a filmmaker and uh, thankfully JTC was like, no animation's way cooler I'll and uh, thanks to my teacher yeah, that's the dream happened.
0: Tell me about your teacher what do you remember about uh, your teacher, the class, that experience at JTC?
1: I, the class was was pretty great. Um, my teacher was amazing, Lisa Wabzek. She, uh, she teaches the digital media program at JATC North. And uh, she really just pushed me and um, showed me these, these new career paths I could go down. Um, you know, how the, the, the program works, you kind of are like a jack of all trades for the first half of the year. And then the next half you get to uh, kind of specialize in something. And so I did that, the JTC program twice. Um, The first time I did video production. And then the second I did 3D animation. Um, And that 3D side of things, the creative freedom I had was just perfect for me. And um, yeah, since then I haven't looked back and that's my career path since.
0: So tell me about uh, what attracted you to the 3D work after you were exposed to that through the, the program where you get to try out some different things.
1: Yeah, what really bothered me about traditional filmmaking, especially being a young student, was I didn't have a lot of resources. So in order to make a film look good, right, you have to be at a good location, uh, somewhat decent camera and and a million other equipment, lighting, audio, all that stuff. Sure. And as a poor student, I couldn't have access to those things. And so um, 3D, all I needed to do was just dedicate my time and I could make whatever I want. And I think that aspect of 3D what, is what really attracted me um, to make the movies I want to make. Um, eventually, I want to be a director, so the 3D is kind of temporary. It's just a way of me uh, understanding the discipline and getting to work on a few productions eventually um, and hopefully one day live out my, my, my real dream, which is to, to make my own stuff.
0: So the 3D animation allowed you to be creative without being bound by quality of equipment or circumstances, you could really let your imagination take off.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Uh, now tell me about the training that you had after leaving high school.
1: So I went to um, Noman School of Visual Effects and Animation. It's a trade school. Uh, they specialize just in my industry and um, for both, both film and games. And so um they've won a lot of awards they're considered one of the best schools in the world for my trade um at first i didn't even apply to that school because i was too nervous to. and my j my j tech teacher kept telling me like just just apply you know the worst they could say is no and then you you know you could work on it and eventually get there but you're never going to get in if you don't apply yeah, and uh, this that self doubt kind of like I it's I stopped I didn't apply for six months and I kind of regret that but I've had a lot of experiences since then that are that are good that um kind of kickstarted my career in ways that I didn't foresee. Um, but after I applied, I got in, and then for the last three years, I've been kind of rigorously training uh, in 3D in all aspects, from like programming to modeling, texturing, lighting rigging the whole pipeline um and it kind of works the same way jtech does uh kind of funny so the first year you kind of learn everything and then um the next like two years because it's a three-year bachelor's degree program yeah. yeah um the last the next like two years that you uh study you get to specialize in, in either film or games and i specialized in film um, I just think it's kind of funny. Now looking back, that's kind of how JTEC works. And I think that's the perfect way to do it. Get you exposed to everything and then you get to choose what, re- what you're really passionate about. Uh, it's a good way of
0: learning. And I love that your teacher helped encourage you to apply. The worst they can say is no, but it can feel pretty ter- terrible to be told no, because that can feel like somebody saying, no, you have no potential. No, you should not follow this path. Not just, no, you're not admitted to our school. So congratulations on uh, completing that program. And uh, I'm really glad to hear that JATC seems to mirror what they do there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
0: So now, what was your, what piqued your initial interest in film? You say you started out wanting to do film and then moved to 3D. What, Where did that initial interest, that spark, come from?
1: I had, I got interviewed by a couple articles a couple magazines and i kind of got to reflect during that time on like what 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 made me the way i am and i think you know looking back i think it's my dad who really kickstarted me because as a kid he would kind of tell me stories and he would play movie soundtracks and we would you'd kind of like involve us in the story somehow and so it would be like a night in a in a desert or something and then we'd have these awesome movie and I, it just in my brain, I could picture that the movie he was pitching to us, and I think that, mixed with my mom kind of pushing me to read a lot of books, um, I got I fell in love with storytelling, and then uh, at the age of ten, my dad actually owns a, a media production company, but so he does a lot of like commercial work, um, in the Salt Lake area, and I got to like basically job shadow him on a couple productions when I was uh, really young. And just kind of seeing how that worked, I, I just, it, it, I I knew I belonged there. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. And, um, and then, you know, middle school came, I was kind of making my own kind of silly, like stop motion Lego animations. Yeah. And then, and then high school hit and my mom told me about the, the J tech program. And, you know, since then the rest is history.
0: Great support from your parents uh, being aware of that program. And, I love that your mom uh, helped push you toward reading and that you, your dad uh, fostered that creativity from an early age and imagining the movie to go with the soundtrack. That just sounds fantastic. We're big movie fans in my family. So uh, uh, the letterbox accounts uh, tracking all their movie watching and all that is a big deal. So um, thinking about that and thinking about the soundtrack and the creativity levels that were encouraged by your family. That's just, that's exciting. Tell me about the, the experience seeing your dad at work?
1: I think, you know, as a kid, you kind of look at your dad as this like awesome person. And uh, I always thought that when I was young. So seeing my dad kind of work his craft, kind of, I you know, kids typically like to mimic their parents and they kind of want to be like them one day. And for like, since, you know, as a little toddler to, you know, an early teenager, that's all I wanted to be. And then, you know, it's kind of funny at like 13, 14, I wanted to be the opposite. I wanted to do something else. Yeah. And uh, I kind of went full circle and went back to wanting to be like my dad. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> That but, is uh, a, not an unfamiliar cycle. Yeah. Uh, but that's it's, it's, it's exciting that you're where you are now. So tell me about your work currently in L.A. now that you've graduated. Tell me some of the projects that you've been involved with and uh, some of the work that you're doing.
1: Yeah, so uh currently uh we're the film industry is in repair. Uh we have the actors and writers strike that kind of took out a lot of the film jobs. Uh, I graduated this year in September, so it's been about a couple months and um they told me right before I graduated uh it's it's the worst time to graduate in 50 years in the <laughs> film industry. So that was wow. kind of uh comforting, but Since then, I've been working as a freelance uh, CG artist. Um, I've been able to pick up a few gigs here and there from uh, online freelancing sites. Um, I'm currently under NDA, so I can't necessarily talk specifically what I do. Um, But it's not film. It's more like video game related. Um, But uh, yeah, since then, I've just been doing freelancing.
0: Since you're bound by a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, for whatever work you're doing, just kind of tell me the types of work that you're doing. Are you creating uh, uh, figures that have been described to you or what what exactly does the work look like, even though you can't give specifics about a particular project?
1: Sure. Um, So typically in a a production, this is kind of what I'm doing. We have concept artists who would make... um, What I'm doing is specifically environment work. So I get a lot of props um, for like lamps or, or like barrels or like stylized pieces, and I then I then create those for the environment, whatever environment they're creating for their game. Um, so as a CG generalist, typically this is kind of hard to explain, especially to people who aren't familiar with like a lot of computer stuff. But um, you know, uh, in in a CG pipeline, you have a lot of different disciplines. And I'm a, I was trained as a generalist, so I, I can do all of them, uh, from modeling, texturing, lighting, rigging, animation, uh, to final rendering and compositing. Um, those are kind of the main disciplines. Um, a lot of people specialize in one of those, uh, I kind of, as the Jack of all trades in that, uh, field, um, it's easier for me to get work that way. Cause, um, everyone kind of needs somewhere I can fit anywhere in, in a, in a production pipeline, which is nice. Um. That's kind of the
0: stuff I do. So the CGI work that you do uh, for video games, not Mm -hmm. to be disclosed, is, uh, as you said, it's texture, it's lighting, it's other things. Mm -hmm. I've seen articles where if the lighting is off, the viewer or the the player, as it were, may not be able to identify, huh, the light on that barrel looks weird. Mm -hmm. But you look at it and it just feels artificial. It doesn't feel right. It just feels like something is off. So we can really tell uh, without knowing exactly what's wrong if, if something isn't quite what it ought to, to look like. Um, how can you tell when you've, when you've hit the mark? Do you, do you run it past people who haven't seen it before? Or how, how, how does that work? Because I would imagine that after you've worked on something for a while, it's tough to see any of the flaws because you're so deep into it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny you mentioned lighting. Lighting is actually the most important aspect in, in all art, basically, even photography. Uh, if you have bad lighting, it the whole scene looks bad. So um, when it comes to, you know, getting peer feedback on, w- on whether something looks good or not, I typically, I go to the people in my, I have a, a pretty good uh, connection from everyone at Nomen. Uh, my teachers are all working in the industry. Uh, I got to learn modeling from the guy who made the Millennium Falcon and Star Wars. There's a ton of cool like little people I got to meet and wow. uh, I'm now friends with. And so I go to them whenever uh, I have something like a personal work. Obviously, I can't, you know, my work work stuff, I can't show them yet. Right. But uh, when when I'm making my own personal work, I typically like to go to them and be like, hey, like, you know, what what can I fix? Or like, could you critique this? And, you know, as an artist, it's very important to be open to critique. I, I feel like, you know, going to other people who either are in your industry who can tell you specifically, you know, like your model needs to like be higher poly or whatever, or um, even my family I go to just to get an overall, like, is this cool looking? It's as simple as that. I feel like anyone can, can tell you if an art's cool or not.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's pretty awesome to be able to go to Millennium Falcon guy and say, what do you think? That yeah. is uh, yeah. <laughs> super cool. That's that's amazing. Stay with us when we come back. We talk to one of Ethan's teachers credited with setting him on a promising career path.
2: Does your child simply love learning online? The Jordan Virtual Learning Academy is tuition free and open to all K through 12 students in Utah. We offer a choice for parents and have the very best teachers who simply love teaching online. Start your child on the path to personalized learning today and enroll now by visiting virtual.jordandistrict.org. That's virtual.jordandistrict.org.
0: What would you say to anybody who's considering taking uh, either the the film classes or the three D modeling classes at uh, JATC?
1: Um, I would say the biggest, the best advice I can give you is just hang in there. And the learning curve is very steep. It's not. Learning 3D is very tough. It's not an easy thing, and it can be very kind of uh, demotivating when you see your stuff and you kind of compare yourself to other people. I would just say focus on your own journey, and it'll. You, everyone starts somewhere. Some people kind of pick it up quick. Some people don't. There's a lot to learn, and also learning to how to learn. Um, a school can teach you, you know, what they want to teach you, but um, there's a lot of things that you still need to learn and learning on your own, having that passion, going to YouTube, kind of picking up new skills um, will serve you far better in life. Uh, and that goes beyond kind of film. It's just like a, a life uh, lesson I learned, uh, learning art, so.
0: As you mentioned, the writer strike and the actor strike have now been resolved, but it takes a while for things to work through the, the production line and kind of get to you at that point. Um, yeah which is why you said it's the worst time in 50 years. Hey, it can only look up from here. It's only going to get yep. better from here, right? Uh, exactly. so, so when those projects come through, uh, is it your hope to then work for a studio? Is that kind of how that, that works? Or for a particular company, you say you're doing freelance now. What's the next step once that, that wave, that, that kind of void that was created by the, the, the strike ends and the wave comes back?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think you know my my dream would to work at a studio called Industrial Light and Magic, and they did Star Wars. They kind of work on every giant movie you see. They do more, yeah. than Star Wars. but um, I'm I'm open to working for like
0: uh any studio just to get more experience in a in a production studio environment. Um, yeah, in, Industrial. Even I know Industrial Light and Magic. That's uh, uh, that that's a great aspiration, and I think you're well on your path. Uh, when you get your opportunity to direct, and you and I are chatting on set, what uh, genre of movie will you be making?
1: Um That's a good question. I, I I love all genres. and and I think it's it's funny because I've had life experiences in my life that kind of lead me to tell stories that have impacted me. Um so yeah. a lot of the stories I, I I tell are stories of grief, of loss. In um, 2013, I lost my brother Mitchell to Duchenne muscular dystrophy. And since then, my dad wrote a, a blog called Mitchell's Journey. And um, I think that experience, losing my brother, kind of made me tell stories um, about grief and about loss. And so mm-hmm. probably it'll be more kind of heartfelt stories like that, uh, that really draw me. But I also do have a lot of of love for sci-fi films, too. So. Um, I have I'm only 23. I have like hopefully another 60 years of my life. (laughs) So hopefully I'll be able to make a lot of more uh, genres, different films. So
0: many decades of creativity ahead. And uh, I'm glad that you acknowledged how I slipped in an invitation to uh, be on set and uh, see you in action in the future. So um, (laughs) I'm going to hold you to that because I know you have great things ahead and uh, I'm really, it's inspiring to hear about your family's impact. I'm thrilled to hear about the role JETC played in, uh, in, in your path forward, and I wish you the very best. You're, you're well-trained, you're, you, you've had some great experiences, and uh, I have no doubt you have a lot of success ahead of you. Thank you so much. We're here at JATC North Campus with Lisa Wadzek to talk about her program. Tell us a little bit about what you teach here.
2: Well, I teach digital media, which most people don't know what that means. It's basically being creative with computer as your main tool. Um, we do animation, audio, video, graphics, game development, and it gives a chance to explore different ways that they can communicate and get messages across and actually do it as a career and get paid for doing something they love.
0: Speaking of which, we spoke with Ethan, one of your former students, who is now working in L.A. in this area. How exciting is that to, to hear from him? And I understand you've stayed in touch.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I try to stay connected with my kids through LinkedIn so I can see the cool things that they do. And he recently uh, shared that he'd been highlighted in that article. And I'm just so stinking proud of him. He's just amazing things, and it's just so fun to see students go out and accomplish and do the things that they love and want to do.
0: It's interesting to me that he came in expecting to want to do video production and came away wanting to do animation and do some of the other digital work that you described because you were so influential in his, in his path. And I always say that classes at JETC North or South are useful sometimes because they draw you to something and sometimes because they draw you in a different direction from where you expect it to go. Tell me a little bit about that.
2: Um, That's one of the things I love about this program is the first semester they come in and they try a little bit of everything. Um, So they try the graphics, the audio, the video, and a lot of the kids will come in with that preconceived, I want to be an animator, I want to do video production. But once they get into it and try it, the skills needed sometimes are maybe a little bit different than what they anticipated. Mm -hmm. And they decide, oh, maybe this isn't for me, but wow, I really enjoyed doing this over here. So second semester, the kids then get to specialize in one of the areas that they tried first semester. And some of the kids will come in and do what they thought they were going to love doing. And a lot of the kids will come in and do something completely different because they found something new that they really liked.
0: Ethan's post high school training, uh, which is at a prestigious establishment, was the same sort of structure that you just described. It was more general exposure and then they get to, to be more specific in what, in what they pursue. And so you prepared him extremely well and many other students for a career in, in digital media. So beyond the, the natural curiosity and obvious creativity that's required, what are some of the other characteristics you look for in a, in a student to be successful here?
2: Um, students who, uh, I like what you said about the curiosity, students who have a natural curiosity and just start exploring and and playing, and instead of waiting for me to show them how to do something, they're like, I'm just going to go figure it out. You know, we've got this day and age with YouTube at our fingertips, it's amazing what we can start figuring out online, and to be honest, the reason I know as much as I do is because I've got 30 kids at a time who go, ooh, how do you do this, and I say, I don't know, let's Google it, figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that, that drive to just learn on your own is the biggest thing because technology is always changing. What they're learning in class now is not going to be how they're going to be doing it in four or five years out in industry.
0: So learning that you can figure it out on your own and that you can, with a little creativity and hard work, do some things you didn't expect to be able to do Mm -hmm. is the best preparation for a profession that's going to change a lot over the years
2: exactly
0: well you've created a very fertile learning environment for that to take place and I was walking in when we walked in to talk with you We're here in the lab with all these uh, graphics around the room and uh, there was one student here still working on a project and it's amazing so we're gonna be back to talk more about uh, the great work that your students are doing thank you for everything that that you do to provide this sort of learning environment for students. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Supercast. Remember, education is the most important thing you'll do today. We'll see you out there.